0: Welcome
1: to the B Sides and Beers Podcast. Welcome to B Sides and Beers, episode 37. Tonight we're looking at Alice and Chain's 1996 album, uh, Unplugged. Uh, how are we doing tonight? Excellent, great. Man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> the beers are working great. Fired up for the for Good. for this one. So, yeah.
2: What an interesting album. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Haven't heard this one in a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's. I don't know what it is about this album. I'll go into it. I, I, I'm already getting emotional Let's about go. it. I'm, I'm already getting fired up about it. But uh, why don't we start with what we're drinking first? Why don't we do that? And then, okay. will,
1: and then we'll get emotional. Let's do, Let's do it. Okay. Get your get your box of Kleenex out. And... <laughs>
0: well, just you know, it's one of those albums for me that just kind of it's a special spot in my life. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Nice. No, I, uh, nice.
1: Definitely with you on that one. So. Yeah. So. Mike, why don't you start? Okay. What are you drinking? How about I kick it off? Do How it. How about I kick it off? Do it. All right. I'm going with from Bad Tattoo Brewing Company out of Penticton. Is it Penticton? Yep. Yeah, Bad Tattoos out of Penticton. Yeah. It is their Hellion IPA. It's a six point three percent. Always a great can. Can I see that can? Always a great can. It's it's like this Grim Reaper skull in uh in a little hot rod.
0: We should get the find track down the person who does the art for bad tattoo. It would be a great, great chat too, I think.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. they're, they're always cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're definitely, you know, old school tattoo based with, with just a ton of different layers, man. So
0: they stand out in the store. You notice them when you're walking past, yeah. right. And you're looking at all the kind of the same cans and you see that and you're like, you always kind of check the can, you know. Yeah, definitely we the don't most have badass
1: cans in the in the store. So
0: you don't have them on the island.
1: Yeah, can't,
2: can't yeah. find them. I mean, maybe if I went to Nanaimo or something like that, or even Campbell River, but not well, in the valley.
1: You you should check out. Go to their website, and uh, I think yeah. they have. It's a it's a beer club, so you can sign on for their beer club, and they Whoa. ship it to you.
2: No shit.
1: Yeah, so they 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 ship you whatever you want. Plus, uh, I think. Uh, once a month or once every couple anytime they have a new release they you get like a a a pre uh, a pre tasting or or you know they'll they'll send you one of the new cans kind of deal right on yeah Yeah. i'm on the website now yeah uh
0: yes bad tattoo okay and uh, sorry mike what was that again i got hung up on the can what, what is it? Again? Oh, it's a uh, it's an IPA. It's uh, a. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs>
1: it's called a Hellion IPA. Oh yeah, Hellion, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, more IPAs. <laughs> We're down to sours and IPAs. Jesus, <laughs> man, I, I wish we can get a lot of a, a lot of the releases out of uh, breweries in the states, because uh, you know, following a lot uh, of that on on Instagram, there's a lot of great. Uh, very unique offerings from these weird, obscure breweries that we can't, like they can't even ship it across the border or something. I don't know what the whole, the, the whole liquor uh, license deal is, but it's bizarre.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's infinite.
1: Yeah. I'll have to look into that,
0: infinite. man. Infinite.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's also the the breweries that, that don't can, right? I'm sure there's like, of. Mm-hmm a large amount of breweries out there like mostly just like tasting rooms that you know you can get a growler or or whatever they call it down south i don't know what the (laughs) fuck they call it but like they're they're not haven't even got to the point where they're canning yet right
1: but but a lot of the ones that i have found they do canning and bottling it but they just can't ship it for some reason uh you you might ship it you eh? you might have you might be able to special order if you buy a case uh yeah yeah possibly but for the most part, um, yeah, it's tough. There, there's one place that I wanted to get uh, some stuff from. It's called uh, Metal Monkey Brewing. Oh, and yeah. They, I mean, they, right. their cans are kick-ass, and they're, they're, uh, the art is amazing. And and I, I contacted them about getting some, and they just can't ship it. And I've contacted a few other breweries down there, and they just say they can't get it over the border. So, Right. I don't know what the regulations are or what, but...
0: Yeah, and who knows if it's a COVID thing too.
1: Well, th- this was pre-COVID oh, was? that I was okay. that I was contacting these. Yeah, yeah so, and it was just flat out, nope, you can't do it. So, right, just bizarre.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dane, what do you got?
2: I am currently drinking a Four Winds Uh out of Delta BC.
1: It's pretty good, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, it tastes like a, you know, like a West Coast IPA. Um pretty good. Pretty good. Kind of a little bit citrusy. Yeah. Um so I guess like a little bit light. I dig it. I I also have a an Ace Brewery Overcast Hazy IPA. Nice. 6 6.5% 6. and um a white sales brewing, uh, brickyard beach, and that is a red cream ale. So, uh, that's a five percent. That, sh- that should be a good one. A nice cream ale,
1: nice.
0: Boom. I can't find anything much from the island other than like you know the big ones kind of thing, but it's tough to find in Victoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough
1: to but then again, you're getting different stuff in your stores than I am in mine, totally. and we're 45 minutes away. Yeah, so,
0: it's odd, it's odd, right? Like Dude, like I went, very quick story on this. I went to go buy lumber today at the home hardware here. The difference between the price and like the Home Depot and Vernon, it was $14 yeah. difference on a board. $14 like per more shit. board. And I'm like, I can't. More? At- yeah, more at home hardware. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like I got to. Even with. Oh, yeah. The-
1: Home hardware is awful because they're, they're such a small sh- chain.
0: Like, I okay, fine. Like, $2, 3 $5 difference, but $14, can not do it. Man, can't do it. Go That's to Rona. That's fucked. To they Rona. took a Rona away, a away wood man. I at got home nothing. I got no Rona here either. They, they, they took it well, away. Well, come down
1: here, man. It's 45 I minutes away.
0: Well, I got, away. They I, got I, I'm uh, coming there anyways. I got to go get my lumber. But.
2: Yeah, you're going to burn that up in gas, though. No, man. no, it's not worth like, it, man. Like, factor
0: that I, I calculated <laughs> the project $215 more to buy it at home hardware, and I'm like, it's out, I'm out. Fuck yeah, exactly. that.
1: That's nuts.
0: Uh,. Yeah. It allows me to buy more Whistler Brewing Punk Company beer. So this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the Bear Paw Honey Lager, which is a five percent five percent. Yes, uh, and I've had this one uh, before, and this is the Grapefruit <laughs> Ale. The Whistler Brewing Company as well, oh, yeah. Grapefruit Ale. Uh nice. One of the ones like you used to buy it in the bottle uh and like I like grapefruit and I don't usually like th- those together with beer, but this is excellent and I I it's it's good. It's good. So that's my Whistler Brewing right Company tie over from the last one. So
1: cool.
2: I always think like what a fucking amazing like situation. A brewery up in Whistler. Yeah. God damn, I mean, it doesn't get much better than no, that. What a place to be. No, yeah, I'd
0: like to work there. Whistler's a cool place. I like that town. I'd be all right with, you know, being there. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the ultimate.
2: Or at least grabbing a burger there. It sounds, it sounds yeah, nice. I've
0: got it.
1: Burgers. <laughs>
0: uh, unplugged
1: unplugged so uh what made you choose this um getting too many tears yet
0: i think man if i had to probably you know when i get to the end of my life i figure that i'm gonna like know all these numbers that i've always wanted to know like in my life kind of thing right like how many times have i listened to this song and you know that kind of stuff right so i feel like this album would be very 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 high up there for like my my spin count over the history of my life. And Interesting. Yeah, like I listened to this album. I don't even remember, really remember how I obtained this album. Like it was one of those things where it just, I kind of had it, you know, you never remember buying some of these albums. You just had it in your possession somehow, maybe. Right. Yeah. So it was there and it, I, I, I threw it on. I started kind of figuring it out when I was like 15, well, I guess probably 16 when this album came out. To like throw on yep. music while I slept or before I went to bed. Right? Uh, so I would throw this album on every single night for, I don't know, man, maybe two, three years. Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> and I've told you just guys about, you uh, to yeah, I've told you guys about this before where like I'll listen to an album like nonstop. Like I'll just like wear it out, right? And then I had to take a like break from it, but and then I came back to it later on and listened to it in different capacity because I don't need to listen to music to fall asleep or don't do that anymore, right? Um, but you know what I mean, like I you had Nicole's your Nicole's had enough of it, oh yeah, but like you know I had my stereo. shut that shit off, yeah, yeah, she's and I can't blame her, right? But yep. now that's why I have wireless headphones <laughs> right? for those purposes, yep. but. Yeah, so I I it was always on. It was always on kind of when I was sleeping. So um but not only like pass out music, but I would listen to it in its entirety at least once before like it would come on again and then it would play yep. again and then that's when I would fall asleep usually, right? But I would listen to it yep. all the time. And yeah, so my 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 play count uh. on this album is is super high and <clears throat> obviously this is coming from a place of already being really familiar with their material, right? So it's a band that you really know and you love and you love all their offerings that they've given you. And then they come out and they do this and it's completely stripped down and it shows, I think exactly what they were capable of Um in its rawest form and it's like uh, it's almost like music in its most purest form and like not to sound too sappy but like and it's like all its beauty like on display right and 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 captured in a recording right and captured in that moment where you have uh you know just maybe not at the peak of their career because this is almost the end but this is their last yeah, release. This is yeah. The end. Sec- yeah. That
1: yeah. was yeah. it.
0: You know, yeah. and it, it just, it captures all of that together. And it, and it shows to, I think that like, I've always respected Allison Chains for the, for the fact that vocally, you know, the harmonies, like nobody can touch them. Right. When it comes to like that genre, nobody can touch them when it comes to those harmonies. Right. They, they, and I think that so distinct, yes, and haunting, and and beautiful. Yeah. And I think that when you listen to this album or watch it, um, you can see those harmonies and that connection between the two of them, on display, and it and it's amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it, and it's like it's kind of like two friends like kind of playing together for what it feels like maybe the last time too, right? Like during the show, um, you know. The last show is, 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 is another one that they probably didn't expect to play, but, and then that's it. Right. And then that's it. Yeah. He's gone, you know, a few years later. So, um, it's all, it's just, I think it just really captures all of that. And, and it is a live performance. And as a person who doesn't really like, there's no other live albums on my top 10, you know, this is the only one. So, I, I don't know I'm not usually a live album person but this is a different offering and I guess too I also I, I always loved the unplugged idea I thought it was a neat idea when they were doing it I, I liked it some some were much better than others uh, some didn't translate yeah. too well and others knew exactly how to do it um, yeah and yeah. it feels like because of you know, like you know, uh, Jar of Flies. They have already they were already doing this kind of stuff, right? They they right. had already went in this direction. Right. So like, okay, great. Let's now take some Easy of these transitions, yeah, and let's take up some of these classics, yeah. you know, off of dirt and facelift and stuff like that, and let's turn them into acoustic versions. and And they sounded great, right? So yep. yeah, um, Anyways, that's my five minute ramble on that album, just to kind of introduce it and, and kick it off there. So. Thanks for listening. To well, that. it was
1: it was definitely catching lightning in a bottle situation. One of those rare Jesus, was it ever, right? And and, and just do the the digging that I did uh, hearing interviews with uh, with Jerry Cantrell talking about it as you know the when they when they set this up or when they were uh, trying to you know the the company's much music and what or MTV was trying to set this up uh the The band had had got together and did the you know pre rehearsals uh, prior to in Seattle, and it just wasn't going well. Nothing was clicking. It, it was at the point where it almost didn't happen. And then to go from that to you know a month or so later when they're in there doing this performance and it's magic, you know it's it's unreal how it goes from almost not happening to one of the greatest live albums you know, that, that I could name anyway. So.
0: I agree with you, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: It's a testament to the raw talent, right?
2: I mean, they're at the end of the road. Um, uh, Lane Staley is, is knocking on death's door. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as the stories that I've heard, they're, they're, you know, doing, doing their fixes before getting on stage. Yeah. Especially this um, show.
1: I mean, he's, he, you know, just to function.
2: Yeah, just the function, but then it, the the talent just shines through. Yeah, like um, it's unbelievable, and like uh, capturing lightning in a bottle, maybe, but maybe it, it's just the the pure. Let's just say, like the the chance of having those guys in that band meeting each other, and like you said, the harmonies, mm-hmm. like Cantrell and and uh, Staley, just. Being completely yeah. complementary of each other yep. and like always have been, and, and that talent shines through all of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think that was, you know, at least towards the end, that was Alice in Chains, right? In the beginning, it was something amazing. And and I think we talked about this before, it sort of transcended any sort of like genre, like mm-hmm. grunge or anything like that. It was just fucking rock and roll, like good yeah, it, rock and it roll. It didn't
1: fit into the scene that it came from, but it was, yeah, it was just its own animal, like Soundgarden was its own animal exactly exactly
2: and it's, it's kind of hard to sort of like pigeonhole them and that was the beauty of it
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um yeah it, it's just so amazing to see it and then uh i mean like this format definitely was interesting but i personally i'm not the biggest fan of it um just like you said mike some of it doesn't translate nope. through and, and whatever but like this was you know i'd say like besides dirt this was probably their best offering I'll just, I'll throw that out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a, obviously like dirt got me to this point, like a, a, as an Allison Chains fan, right? Like dirt got me to unplugged and got me to purchase that album most likely and, or get it from BMG or something like that. Um, <laughs> whatever it was, <laughs> uh, Columbia house. Yeah um yeah still you still owe them yeah money. i probably do i probably do <laughs> <laughs> right
1: that's how i got mine yeah right like
0: <laughs> just that's how you did it um the kids will never understand that kind of stuff but
2: nope. yeah <laughs> anyways
0: uh probably most people listening this won't understand it either but there you go <laughs> Back in my yeah, day. exactly look it up kids columbia house and bmg yeah um yeah
1: yeah anyway 12 albums for a dollar yeah like a penny or whatever it was right. back in the day a penny yeah, yeah. It was fucking yeah, crazy but you got to yeah.
0: buy this piece of junk album for 24 dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 times yeah, yeah. but uh now i lost what we were talking about there well it, it was it was
1: interesting too with the whole <laughs> unplugged series where the majority like you were saying just didn't didn't connect it no, didn't work yeah. Uh, but you you look at you look at the three that did work was Alice in Chains, Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Those three were were and still are solid front to back. And I
2: thought The President's of the United States of America unplugged was pretty good.
1: Well, it's good, but it's <laughs> it didn't sit with it, right? I'm I'm fucking with Contrived you. They and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, just just for the just for the emotional aspect of it and the rawness of it to see these bands at that time when you look at Alice in Chains when they did it they're done yeah and yeah like man. even walking into that show they know they're done because lane is going to die by drug overdose or whatever and everyone knows it so you're done you know you the end is coming then you look at nirvana exact same scenario yeah really and you look at Pearl Jam, which was uh, like the kickstart of their their path, really. I mean, 10, from what I understand, 10 wasn't even, um, 10 wasn't released when they recorded this, or it was just after. Really? It was early. It was very early on. It was very early on. Yeah. Like they, they were doing uh, some acoustic shows over in Europe, and then they got some sort of a phone call to say, you know, we want to do this unplug thing and it was basically a a transition for what they were already doing in small clubs. So, uh, but just, just the raw feeling and the raw emotion and the raw energy and, you know, all three of those were definitely a lightning in a bottle kind of situation.
2: Yeah. I think you like hit the nail on the head there and it was an opportunity to see like these again, like rock gods. Mm -hmm. Um, at a, a point in their life when they're vulnerable, right? Like it, it, it sort of makes them more human. I mean, I remember watching on Nirvana Unplugged and like you see Kurt Cobain in his nice sweater and it's like, oh, he's playing this guitar that he found in a shop." And there's all this like backstory that makes you really sort of like interested in this different version of like what you're normally used to. And the same with Alice in Chains. Like when you listen to, well, actually it's, it's not on the recording, right? So on the on the MTV version, uh, Lane makes a mistake in, I think, the song is Sludge Factory where mm-hmm. he's just like, he forgets the second verse or something like that. Yeah. But it's not in the recording. But, like, I remember, I remember, like, him fucking up and being like, yeah. oh, man, I can't believe, like, yeah. he's obviously wrecked right now, but he's, like, persevering and doing a pretty fucking good job. Yeah. And it just, like, gives it this very, like, you know, it's not a polished CD. It's them, and you can see their talent for what it is, right?
0: That's a great point, and that's what I guess, too, brings it to that emotional side because you can hear it in his voice. Some things are bang on, and you know that he's there, and then other things are a little, little pitchy. But and then you feel bad, yeah. right? Then you're like, "Shit, man!" Like yeah. he's trying his best. Like he's trying his best to do this. And like, you know, I don't know. In that first, uh, like nutshell, the the very first song on that album is like the most crushing, like Allison Change song for me, right? Like it is when I yep. when I heard that and 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 like looked up the lyrics, I was like, "Man, like it, yeah. it is so heavy," and. It's like that starts the whole thing, and you're like, you know, then he's talking about, you know, it's a hard it's a listen. hard listen right off the bat, man. And it, yeah, you know, but he kind of nails the first song, right? and and brothers the next song, and he nails that song too, but then he kind of gets a little bit, you know, it goes a little bit downhill in big right. spots. But but anyways, it's just yeah. it shows that real side, like you're talking about, right? Like just that right in the moment, right in the moment and just taking him as he is the way he is like that, you know, and you just kind of feel yep. for the guy, you know, and for the band yeah, and for the band. Right. Cause <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, like,
1: you know, it's done.
0: They, that's right. That's right. And I, you know, you're talking about the, the, all the, like the three there that, that did unplugged. And the only one that didn't mm-hmm. do unplugged was, Soundgarden, right? Soundgarden's the only one that, oh, that, yeah, that exactly. defined yeah, it. And yeah. I, you know, I thought about that and I, I read that and I was like, I wonder why they would have said no. You know, do they, did they maybe think, you know, their, their music would not translate? And then, you know, I was thinking, you know, if we ever made it famous, like, would you ever have done unplugged? Like, would it have been a, you know career killer or would have been like a good move you know what I mean because like that's not just a regular gig like that's something that's on your like personal record for life right as a band so yeah maybe you don't do it
1: I don't know you know yeah and then then you look at a lot of bands that are out now that I don't think could do it because they're they're always so reliant on backtracks and you know when when you play a live show now All the big bands, basically, it's almost like rock star karaoke where you've got all this other sound coming out. You've got drum sounds, you've got bass sounds, you've got guitar sounds. All this stuff is coming out of the background and you're playing over it. I mean, to strip it down to an unplugged situation, could they pull it off? And I don't know that a lot of bands now could.
2: Yeah, man. And it's just like circling back to that, you know, that track, the sludge factory or whatever, where um Lane makes that mistake. It's just like, you know, it's, it's, you know, he, he seems embarrassed. Like he seems like, mm-hmm. um you know, he's not this, this super overconfident like lead singer who we've always thought he was. Like he's definitely got sort of the things that we were, kind of experiencing i guess you know yeah going on stage you you sort of like think back to like first time we went on stage and like the first time we sort of played to like a, a a larger crowd or like the first time you walked into a recording studio and you had no fucking idea what what you were doing and like it's all part of like you know a journey and and it's 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 super i don't want to say refreshing but like it it really makes you connect, or at least in my point of view, it made me connect to Allison in Chains in a completely different way. And like, um, they just seemed like more of a, a you know like a, a band that I understood, right? It was just something about like, um, you know, they say if you make a mistake once, it's what a mistake. If you make a mistake twice, it's jazz, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like in in that saying, there's something that, which is, which rings true and, and like, you know, mistakes are something that you can either own or you can cover up. And like, yeah. it's really refreshing to see a band sort of put that in the open. And it, like, I, you know, I, I hadn't heard this album in a long time and I was like, Oh, I wonder if that mistake is on there. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. but I do remember watching it like on much music and, yeah. and just like, Yeah. Just something that you don't see, especially these days anymore. Everything is just like very
1: over polished and
2: yeah, over polished to look raw. Yeah, and it's just like what. And <laughs> let's
0: not forget throughout this entire thing, uh, Metallica is sitting in the front row. Yeah,
1: watching. I, I you. always love that. Uh, <laughs> I always love that written on the base: "The friends don't let friends get friends' haircuts." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> right. everyone on Metallica had the 1996 short hair. That was the low time. Yeah. Haircut ties. Yep. All right. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's slightly
0: intimidating, you know, to have no it sitting in the front row. No shit. You no. Know, so there's that too. But yeah, it, it just, the mistakes, all of that, it's just the realness that I think yeah. really captures the, maybe one of the most intimate, performances that's caught on like you said mike you know like one of the best live albums i think without a doubt um just because it is it feels like you're in this in the um right there right like
1: it feels like you're right there in this small room with 40 other people yeah and it's just like the nirvana unplugged one where you can hear all the little you know the the in-between chats and the Cobain's yeah. screw ups where he he starts a song and then he's he, he realized he fucked up and then he's got to stop. They start the song again or, you know, yeah. you, you, these in between <clears throat> like this certain yeah. part where you can hear them. And and after hearing that album for so many times, all those little tiny, you know, a chair squeak or uh, uh, just the tiny little things still play in my brain. Right. And it's the same exactly. thing as uh, yeah. as Alice in Chains. I mean, it's so stripped down and it's so you you can hear every detail of every little thing that goes on in that room and the crowd is yelling out individual like some dude just random guy yelling out to make a joke to the band and they're right there and it's a back and forth and it's yeah. Like it's 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 the best opportunity and the best venue for a live show is just that small acoustic venue they
2: probably could have had like a lot of miles on that on that type of music i mean like you said jar of flies they're sort of heading into that direction and it seems like this validated that right and i you know i mean this could have been like a a really interesting sort of switch of um going from you know full out rock and roll to something which was Going to like sustain them a little bit further,
1: but yeah, I don't know. I, I I think the reason why it worked is because it was the only one, right? And and if you were to say, okay, well now we're going to do this big world tour of acoustic shows, I don't think it would have translated. Once again, you know, lightning in a bottle. It was just yeah. the right thing at the yeah, right time. Yeah, I think time. you're right. And and yeah. when when they're talking about, you know, the but before the show. Uh, Lane shows up and he has recently dyed his hair pink. So now they have to change all the lighting to, to make it work. So it doesn't look off, you know, off putting and standing out or, uh, at the last moment, they're like, okay, well, we want uh, lava lamps in the back, but you have to think how long does it take to warm up the lava lamp to get it working, to make it look Right. And when it's sitting in the background and it's not quite hot enough and it's not quite melted enough and it's not quite working, but it's still the 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 spot that it's in, it, it makes the atmosphere of it. Just the little things like that. You know, yeah. it, it didn't work, but it really worked.
2: And like, those are the images that, that were left with me. Like, I remember, I you know, seeing this as a kid, I, I don't think I... I like you said Mike um I had the album in my hand at one point I have no idea where I got it from probably <laughs> yeah, from maybe
0: I I think <laughs> I had two copies it I, was like, I think I wore one out so I think
1: I had an extra copy <laughs> Did you get it from Uncle Dave? Yeah. No not this one not this one <laughs> <laughs>
2: But like I think the you know the first time I saw it was like I remember even the commercials for 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 the show like I saw it when it came out on I get much music. So maybe it happened like a week before on MTV. But like, yeah. Like I remember seeing it on and recording it VHS. Like, and like, whoa, this is crazy. This is awesome. And like, just being so young and and so like, unversed in in music in a way. And, and really just, you know, I, I wanted to hear fucking like guitars and a, guy screaming and a drummer pounding the shit out of drums and that's it I mean at that age that's all really you care about but Mm -hmm. this sort of just like it it really gave me like an like an opportunity to try something different you know and and like it resonated for like I I really I remember listening to this album for for a long time as well
1: yeah more of an emotional um, level
2: yeah, just like again, and 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 just seeing how like these guys who were rock gods in my mind, and and seeing them just be human, you know, in a way. So it was, yeah, just something which was really special, and um something that didn't really date itself as well. I mean, like I listened to it again, and and it's fucking solid, man. Yeah, no, those songs are still
0: uh, great to this day, and they will be for a long time, right? Like. Um, not just this unplugged album, but I mean just the Lane Staley era of of Allison Chains, whatever you want to call it nowadays, yeah. right? But um, yeah. yeah, you know, that's it, and it's such a small catalog, really, in the yeah. end, right? Like it's just burning bright for a very short period of time and then that's it, yeah. right? Gone. Um but yeah. but you're right. I, I think it would have been an interesting uh, you know, to see a, a what if, right? Like, what if they would have gone in this direction, right, and done something like that? Obviously, if Lane Staley was in a different state, things would be different. But then maybe you wouldn't get the music that you got and the lyrics that you yeah. got, right? So the brilliance yeah. wouldn't have been yeah. there. Yeah. So it's all the, life experience. Yeah, you can't discount any of those things in the whole grand scheme of the of the mix. But um, mm-hmm. you know, just I guess I've always felt bad for him. I you know in my and his plight and like what he kind of went through and then, you know, the way he died, like awful, you know, like just, just not good and not to wish it upon anybody. But, you know, at the time, obviously when I was listening to it, he wasn't dead. Right. So like, you didn't have that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of knew that something was up, but you didn't know that this was going to end you know, yeah, you didn't know the yeah, extent of what was going to happen. Close, so yeah. then you listen to it again now, and you're like, "Oh man, like it's a little bit of a tougher listen this time than it was." Yep. You know, I don't think I could listen to it before bed these days.
1: <laughs> no. You know. <laughs> no. And 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 that comes back to to you know the the handful of inspirational. um I guess singers of of our generation. Yeah, you know when you look oh, at yeah. when you look at Lane and you look at uh, Cobain and you look at uh, um, Cornell, yeah. and it's or you know you you look at uh, Scott Whalen. I mean, same thing. Where you hear these voices from the age of you know ten on, and they're they're just there, and then all of a sudden within this window they're gone and there there was such a huge impact in our lives and many many others that i don't know it's it's just hard to hard to wrap your head around it really is it really is it's just like
2: my heroes are dead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know i'm laughing but uh in our yeah, parents their parents just, thought the same thing
0: right yeah John yeah. Lennon's dead. Jimi Hendrix is dead. Jazz Joplin's
2: dead. You
0: know, I don't know. It feels like every generation goes. Through it begs
2: it. the question, like, I mean, do you? Uh, maybe this was just something that, you know, was just a different time, and and and, you know, finding that voice or 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 getting someone to that point mm-hmm. meant being around a bunch of fucking people who led you astray or, or whatever, like. It seems as though maybe there's lessons learned now, and hopefully, you know, bands today can take a look and say, like, yeah, I mean, it's a cool story and all, but I think, you know, it's really unfortunate that you we're just sitting here talking about something that was so prolific and, like, goddamn, I mean, Lane Staley was, in my eyes, the best the fucking best mm-hmm. i mean um what is that live video that they have um i'm going from unplugged to live um it's black and white i think they were promoting uh
1: from, i'm familiar with the video you're talking about i just can't remember the name of it
2: i'm trying to i'm trying to think of it anyway Just insane. His vocal range is in fucking sane. So, I mean, we talk about this guy when he's just like hanging on by his string. But like, fuck, when he was in his prime, Mm -hmm. the best. Absolutely the best. Well, even even looking
1: at what what was that? uh, Mad Season. Mad Season is so good. Yeah. So good. I mean, you, you look at that album where you take him away from the core band of Alice in Chains and you put him with other cats and it's... It's still there. The magic is still there that he has. I think though too, like
0: you listen to it it's almost like if you had Chris Cornell singing and then you added another layer to that, and that layer being Jerry Cantrell that makes it
1: <laughs> Yeah even better, sure. man. And- like
0: it, he just amplifies his voice like and takes it to another level. But yeah, you're right, Lane Staley on his own, fantastic, solid, one of the best, but it's almost like supercharging it when you add Jerry Cantrell on top of it. Right. Cause he just, it most definitely oh, is.
1: It's just yeah. so now, good. now would it be at that, but also would it be, have been at that peak without Jerry doing vocals?
2: Yeah, yeah. man, he was on another yeah. level. Like it's called live at the more okay. uh, Seattle, 1991. Yeah. Uh, he does a song called love, hate, love. It's on fucking real. Like just talking about it makes the hair in my arms stand up. like, I think he was on another level. Chris Cornell, obviously, you know, one of the best. But I think, you know, Chris Cornell kind of came out of that sort of like screaming metal, yeah, whatever pedigree. But like Lane was just, it was something different. It was, it was kind of like that growly like thing that I think really sort of framed out the the, the grunge. You know genre that we talk about i think he was the first guy to really own it and master it
0: um, it was it was definitely one of the most melodic i think too right like one yeah. of the most melodic uh vocally out of those like you know top four if you want to call those out of those grunge bands yeah right? the big four but
2: he didn't have range if that's what you're saying like i mean there was there was definitely like chris cornell had range but lane stanley would it was almost like his voice was an instrument it was yeah. crazy yeah
1: but what about breaking it down to lyrics you know when when you when you look at lane and you look at cornell they're they're very they're very comparable i mean they're they're both mm-hmm. sort of on the same uh emotional or mental brain path i mean with the with the drugs well maybe not well yeah with the drugs and with the the depression and with the you know that sort of a dark path they both have the dark path in the in in their lyrics you know when you when you when you look back now at it alison chains lyrics stand out for me um yeah
0: like some of the most out of all of those right like yeah. lyrically that band um, is one of the best for me you know like i think of even like rooster you know, and I, the the picture yep. that he paints in that song, oh, man, is unreal. just, every time I listen to it, it, that same image comes into my mind and like goes along with yep. the video and like the guy getting, it's like you're watching a yeah, movie, getting blown up at a landmine and like, it all like yeah. plays <laughs> in my mind when I listen to that song every time, right? <laughs> yep.
2: Jerry Cantrell wrote that song. Yeah. Like,
0: uh, I mean, Jerry Cantrell is, uh, so yeah. there
2: you go. There's the supercharge. Yep. Yeah
0: he's in my jerry cantrell's in my top five for guitar players no question uh without a doubt so that when you add it's again it's another example of having unbelievable musicians at a very peak performance of their yeah. life and like you said mike catching that yeah. lighting in the bottle right you've got mm-hmm. a stage full full of you know great musicians all doing their best at the same time and that's what you get yeah. and that is the product and it's Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's this album, boys. This is thanks for listening and listening to my rambles on it because, uh, like I said, <laughs> when I was thinking about like how many times I listen to this, I'm like, oh man, do I want to tell them like you know, I've listened to this for like three years straight or like you know, yeah, just
2: on repeat? That's crazy. Do you think that had any impact on your like day to day? No question, probably, did you just like, wake up, you know, like,
0: <laughs> uh, but you know what? It was funny. My disc, I had that loaded into disc one. Uh, right and that and it would come on like and then i'd have my timer on my stereo right and then it would flip off like with the timer come on and then it would come on again on the alarm then it'd go to disc two and disc two for like ever was uh the bends so it starts out with like that yeah so that was like that was me like my wake up music for like Oh man, probably that okay. whole that whole time that same time yeah. as Allison Chains. I didn't switch disc one or two. It was just wow, yeah, that's insane, yeah. man. Yeah, how did you? I wow. don't know. I just like I said, like, even the last episode too. Like I don't know why I, I did this or like do this now, but you just like yeah. like I said, you find out. You still do it. You need music to fall asleep. No, no, now? I'm talking about like finding a band and then oh. like listening to that band nonstop for like ever uh, and ever, right, you know? right, but. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is with that, but you just kind of consume it. But like I said in the last episode, like Led Zeppelin, that would be all I do for like two years, man. I just listen to everything. I consume everything yep. Led Zeppelin, anything I could find. Then I'd be like, okay, I'm good for that for a little bit. Then I'm going to move on mm-hmm. and I'm on to Jimi Hendrix for like a year. Or just nothing but, eight. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. I don't know. It's
2: weird. That's That's some dedication. I don't know man. if it's dedication or just like right addictive
1: personality i don't know what it is maybe it's that too no i feel it for sure man i i I go through a lot of those cycles as well so it's yeah Yeah. it's uh and there and there's nothing there's i don't know you you don't want to go oh back in my day music was better but it's it's just harder to find something that i can connect to
0: well that's what i'm saying man where where is where are these so hard where where is that allison chains unplugged now where is it like I look for it on like late night TV. I mean, I'll just tape the late night TV yeah. and fast forward to the bands. I tape Saturday Night Live just to go to the bands. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, uh, every single time I'm like, just, I, I turn to Cole. I'm like, are you done? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Off, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I can't find them. I look, I I, I I give it a hard look. And we've talked about this before, about trying to find music and yeah. stuff. But as a live performance, I mean, other than going to the show, where is that? Where's that connection? Where is that? Where do I find it? Yep.
2: Yeah, it was special, right? Because that was like part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, yep. that Everyone knew about that show. Everyone knew about like Nirvana Unplugged. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, fuck. And then the album wasn't released until like years yep. later. Like how long did it take for them to, to release the, the Nirvana Unplugged album? Wasn't it like a year later?
0: It probably pretty it close. Was pretty, yeah. It was not as long it as was this like, one. This was like, yeah, like three years yeah. or whatever.
2: Yeah, you saw it and you're like, that was Fucking insane, and then like nothing. Yeah. And you didn't have any internet. You didn't have, didn't have any YouTube. You could go back to. So you're just like had that like image burned in your mind, and you're like,
1: what, what, what?
2: When is that coming out?
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, this one was what three months? April April tenth to July thirtieth. So for 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 the Alice in Chains one
2: it came out 3 months later
1: pretty pretty close anyway uh what's yeah. it say here yeah april 10th recorded and released they weren't on doing CD much in else. july
2: yeah 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 i don't know it's it's interesting i mean like just talking about this now I'm like i think there's like a couple other things that we can have like you know topics for yeah. mm-hmm. mainly like falling to sleep and listening to oh
1: man i got a list yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you like? Well, I, I not now, but when I was in a point in my life that I could set things up and have a stereo and fall asleep to. I mean, I, my wife needs silence, so I can't <laughs> do any of that shit. But can't even put a fucking fan on. But um, <laughs> I mean, it was for for the longest time. It was Nirvana unplugged, Alice in Chains oh. unplugged. Uh, oh. What you know when when you could just put on the one album and have it play over like just all night like it's not like it stopped and then when like you said when it wo- when you woke up in the morning it was a different cycle it just it played all night um there was those there was uh uh kid a radiohead kid a was one of those yeah sure i had yeah. uh the crystal method first oh, album yeah.
2: Holy fuck! I forgot about those
1: guys. Yep, that one that was on constant repeat for a while. Uh, Slipknot's <laughs> first album. You fell asleep you fell to, asleep to that I, shit. I slept to that every night for. You months. are a crazy
2: motherfucker. Months.
0: Talking about affecting <laughs> your <laughs> <And> day
2: <day-to-day.
1: laughs> <laughs> oh, to day. Oh. Uh, adding to my adding to my how was your to day that year? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, just crushing it, and, and it's just. Uh-huh. The, this is the this is what I fell asleep to every night was these albums and it played, and it it you know it subconsciously burns into your skull when you're sleeping in it every night, and you know you've listened to it how many times in man. your sleep over a eight nine hour pro you know process. Dane, do you not do that? Do you not like listen to an album nonstop for
2: like? I could. Oh, no, like the sleep thing I couldn't do, but yes. Like, um, yeah. Not even albums, like songs, just like in a very OCD way, I'll pick like four or five songs that just like over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when I was going to Vancouver and back. So it was just like, it was all about like leaving work, and then that journey back to the island, I would have like my four or five songs on fucking repeat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was like, it was like a drug. I needed them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But like going to sleep. No, I, I, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't listen to music and fall asleep. You guys are fucked.
1: It's, it, it, it was great, <laughs> man. I mean, you, you you turn on your black light. I got my black light. I got my lava lamps because you just hang out there all the damn time anyway, and just just chill in the dark. And and yeah, I mean, uh, what else is there? Uh, the remember the movie Hackers? Hackers, yeah, yes. That soundtrack. That soundtrack was another one that was uh, right. on major repeat for for hours 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 sleeping all that so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. but um yeah man great great pick great album thanks yeah Uh, it's 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 one of those albums that you know it's super super influential and it will just never die for me anyway so Yeah, no, it's pretty special for me
0: back then. And, you know, we were kind of even talking about like super unknown, you know, where it was like, would it translate from me 16 me to 41 me? Mm -hmm. And it's still like it's home for me. Right. It kind of brings me right back again. And I just hear that again. And you're right. Even down to like the people cheering in the background, knowing exactly who's when the cheering is going to happen and what it's going to sound like it's it's burned yeah. man it's burned in your brain which is kind of crazy but yeah yeah it was good it was good thanks for letting me talk about it because it's uh it's it's one mm-hmm. of those ones that hold a special place so yeah
2: yeah
1: definitely Dude. thanks for choosing it it was it was great to revisit it after after this yeah
0: time, so. and he what, what, 25th yeah. anniversary man this year of this album
1: crazy God yeah, damn. So leave it at that. <laughs> but I saw it on Spotify
0: and I'm like, no way. I didn't even know. It's kind of funny that we picked it and then it's 25th anniversary. But yeah, 25 years. So there you I'm go. Old.
1: It's an omen.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now the writings on the wall.
2: <laughs> it won't go away. <laughs> yeah man well that's another podcast Mm -hmm. that's another episode yeah we'll
1: we'll be doing a prodigy one sooner than later so oh good one that needs to happen needs to happen good topic uh right on all right fellas thanks uh thanks for picking this one and uh yeah solid excellent smell you later peace